This is a clink in time, exploring interesting and innovative concepts through a time scope to look at how they impact the world, our lives, and what we could build in the future, knowing what we do. Our past, present, and future are interlinked. The secrets they hold can help us unlock the greatest gift of human potential. I'm Tuhina. And this is Harsh, bringing you a clink in time. Hi, thanks for joining me for today's episode. So we have all heard this phrase, content is king. It's been around for a while and kind of conveys a multitude of things. But do you know where this phrase stemmed from? I definitely didn't know that and was surprised when I came to learn that it is actually not so long ago that in an essay in 1996, Bill Gates wrote something called content is king, where he said, Content is where I expect much of the money to be made on the internet, just as it was in broadcasting. He added on his blog that, but the broad opportunities for most companies involve supplying information or entertainment. No company is too small to participate. And here we are almost 25 years later, where we can see that content has mostly just taken over our lives. It's everywhere. Today, content is not just created by companies, but by individuals too, you and me included. But with the smartphone, it has become so much closer to our physical being that let's face it, most of us go to bed at night and wake up in the morning with our smartphone right next to us. So what is probably, you know, the craziness uh, of having your smartphone next to you every day? It's just that we have access now to content every little second of our lives. But you might ask that, you know, okay, great, we have our phones next to us, but what is the volume of data actually that we do access? And what is the volume of data that is probably generated as well? It is estimated by the International Data Corporation that we can expect 175 zettabytes of data to be generated worldwide annually by 2025. What is a zettabyte? First of all, you may ask. A zettabyte is approximately equal to 1,000 exabytes, a billion terabytes, or a trillion gigabytes. And that's basically 10 to the power of 21. That one actually blew my mind. So what is so important about content? Why is it such an integral part of our lives? And more than the what and why, I think I would like to probably focus on today on how can we control what we take in? In essence, curate what we expose ourselves to process and assimilate. I also have a very special guest today, a little later in the episode, who will help us better understand how to do just that. But right now, I want to spend a minute thinking on why curating content is so important. As you might have you know, guessed already, the content we consume determines our mindset, our way of life, our approach to doing something. And kind of, you know, it also helps us make the decisions that we make. It influences everything. Uh, to better understand this today, let's break it down a little bit. So first of all, I thought, what is the different kind of content that we actually access? 
And I kind of, you know, basis the research I did came down to three different kinds of content that we probably, you know, consume is informational, educational, and entertainment. I think they kind of overlap a little bit too, but, you know, uh, it is available to us in various formats over multiple channels and just like this podcast. So informational is, you know, something that could be factual or even maybe uh, used for promotional or marketing purposes. You know, news is usually probably a huge part of informational content that we create and share and consume, uh, obviously, with the fact that it's probably also become a little uh, doctored. And that's what we call fake news all over the world these days. Then there's educational, which talks about, you know, learning books, training programs. And obviously, you know, you have e-learning programs online these days. And then so much that we probably consume offline as well, which is through our classroom and uh, on-the-job learning programs as well. Then there's entertainment, which basically is just everything that you see on uh, TV and online, which is, you know, just for plain fun and relaxation. So uh, let's take a quick look at what content was available to us in the past and what is available now. You might also want to consider how transparent the content we were exposed to in the past and, you know, how quickly we could access it uh, to be able to actually act upon it. Hence, life might have been perceived as simpler before we entered the age of the internet. But if you really look at it without technology, the content we could access was either partial uh, or from a single point of view or was only conveying what had already happened. So in some sense, I feel we are at a great time when We can ask for what we want to have access to and can easily share what we are experiencing on an individual level as well. There is obviously a lot more transparency and accuracy. But in addition to this, we now have the time and resource available to us to verify what we might have heard or read up or or just experienced. And uh, that adds to the accuracy of the data that uh, come across. Now, if we do step it forward into the future, what many of us are anticipating is an overflow of content, which is already the case and uh, will become even more personalized than it is today and probably enable individual actions to be determined by micro level content packets uh, already happening, maybe through the Apple Watch or Google Earth. But I think it's going to be crazy the way things are going. And I'm sure and very eager to see something like, let's say, the Google Glass and how it will change the way we behave on a day-to-day basis. We might even have like a mini avatar or or an assistant accompanying us through our entire day, answering every question that enters our head. But the image of the future is clear. It'll be probably an information explosion. Well, the stage is set, but the question remains that how with such a scenario coming up and uh, even what we have going on today, how do we not get lost in the sea of content and curate it so that it's relevant and helps us to work towards what we want to, to learn and even to better enable us in our lives. So to help us break down this part, I have a guest with us today. Tanisha is my colleague from Kling, but is probably more of a friend with whom I just happen to work as well. Over the past decade, she has worked in a multitude of industries and has taken on different work profiles across research, analytics, Uh, project management, and even ran her own online home furnishing business for a while. So Tanisha and I, over the past uh, almost two years, have also been talking and exchanging notes on the content we individually explore to read, to learn, and to kind of help us in our work, obviously, and also our own self-development journeys. 
she is driven by opportunities that help her gain new skills but most importantly has had to focus on reinventing herself every few years welcome tanisha hi tanina i think we talk to each other probably 10 to 15 times in a day and <laughs> yeah uh, i think one of the biggest takeaways for me in terms of interacting with you is that every time that we connect and even over the littlest of things there is something new that i learn from you so i'm really happy to kind of have you here because today we are recording a podcast on just that content you know what do we access and what do we kind of bring into our purview of relevance and and how do we kind of uh, process that going ahead so uh, thanks for the kind words first of all that you learn something new every time you speak to me i'm flattered <laughs> and happy that uh, <laughs> that's the case so tadisha i think one of the reasons why i'm uh, you know happy to have you on this podcast is because uh, when someone looks at content with so much positivity and 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 is looking forward to what they want to learn Uh, it's good to understand that you know how do you really look at it from a positive aspect and how do you really go about doing that because there is so much to learn there is a lot to kind of process and we have so many resources to access but it's important that we kind of curate what we want to you know ingest if i have to say it in that manner so i think how i decide what content i want to focus on would depend on the you know the phase of life that i'm in i suppose whether it is professional or personal like i mm-hmm. shared the example of uh, you know work which is the phase that we are in is of launching a new product so there's a lot of new things happening things we've never done before so what content i focus on largely depends on the fact that i need to learn newer skills uh, and mm-hmm. what those skills are will be the content that i consume and on a personal level like you know i would say that i don't think i was consuming any relevant content except maybe just entertainment till about few months ago and that entertainment wow. was mostly in the form of of course netflix amazon prime etc right um but mm. recently like ever since in fact you know i've been at home during the pandemic you know i've had obviously just like the rest of the world a lot of anxiety a lot of uh, you know question marks in my head about what's going to happen and just a lot of uncertainty and what that led me yeah. to was to focus on self development which is something i have been procrastinating for probably my entire life up until now so mm-hmm. when yeah. it came to you know the phase of life that uh, you know this pandemic brought me to it was very clear that i need to focus on self development and so all the content that i consume most of the content that i consume now is uh, you know which is not professional is mostly to do with self development I I I love what you just said because uh I'm hearing something and probably that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you is that you know why now why do you think curating the content uh that you consume is important and and you said something very beautiful which is that because uh, of the phase of life that I am at uh it is important that I focus on something right now for me which is critical and that is self development self care probably and and that's uh, really nice to you you say and i'm sure like um, you know whether pandemic no pandemic um i i've seen that there is a huge shift that a lot of people are making which is yeah. about the fact that i need to curate the content that i am processing one because i don't want to become a zombie i don't want to kind of just keep hearing and taking in everything and not being able to make sense of it and the second thing is what what you very clearly said is because you have a purpose 
which is that I want to focus on myself. So, which is uh, a beautiful place to just start. So, why is it important to curate content? Just that, like, you know, you have a purpose and you want to work towards that. Yes. That's really nice. And in fact, I, you know, once heard uh, on one of the many webinars that, you know, we've all been attending, you know, I heard actually the, the CEO of Cred say that, in life, like entire or entire life is a learning, right? But what happens is that none of us actually make notes. We forget to make notes mm-hmm. on learnings. And of course, then we forget. So I think that yeah. is, the, you know, the biggest thing about content curation is you need to have it somewhere where you can keep going back and looking at it, especially when you need it. And even when you don't need it, at least you know that it's there. And I haven't forgotten yeah. or I won't forget it. And I think that's yeah. why it's very important, um, you know, for tools like Instagram, Facebook, etc., where it's so easy to, you know, like like th- things and save things. Like Instagram has that save yeah. post yeah. option where I keep yeah. saving the, you know, positive posts that I keep reading. I don't have to scroll through my Instagram page, but I can simply go through the save posts and I'll find exactly the thing that I have, you know, need at that point of time. I, I I hear you. What you're saying is like, you know, retention is also yes. extremely important for you because basis the kind of content that you are able to access, you are also able to kind of retain that for later learning or later access because at some point of time, given the situation, you might need it. And, and whether it's in your personal space or, or your work, it's very important that you come back. So retention is also very important. Yeah. And I hear you say another thing a little bit as well, which is that, you know, relevance is also there for you. Yeah. So how do you determine relevance of the content? So I'll split this into professional and personal content because both will be, you know, dealt with slightly different. Starting with professional, um, you know, when it's work-related research that I'm doing because of a concept that I need to be familiar with, Basically, if I need something to work and I need to understand how it works, how I will judge the relevance is, was I independently able to, you know, execute that action or not? Mm. If I wasn't, then of course, you know, my research was not that great or it was not up to the mark or it was just not enough. So then I go back and I, you know, do some more or I reach out for help. If I can't find anything in terms of content, I reach out to my colleagues or friends for help. But when it comes to personal, it's it's not easy to really define the execution. So if since my phase right now is of self-development, how I really measure that or how I, you know, understand whether the content that I have been viewing and, you know, trying to help myself retain. I think I see the difference in my state of mind. I see the difference in my energy or just in my, you know, how positive am I feeling inside? That is yeah. the kind of content I'm curating. So yeah, I mean, I would say it's a little gray. There's no like short, short way of measuring whether this content was great for me or successful in getting me what I wanted. But yeah, over a period of time, if I see a change in the positive direction, then I know that this is working for me and I continue on that journey. That's that's beautiful again, what you said, because to be able to take away something from the kind of content that we usually you know come across or, or we try to access is, is also very critical because you start curating content when you know that there is an outcome that you're working towards. And and that is very important. And, and yeah. I loved what you said is that at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if I'm immediately taking something away from it, but I do kind of check back with others or the fact that you wait for some sort of time period and, and you see that 
was I successful in my task or not? And hence, did I access the right content or did I research the right hmm. content to get to where I need? So that's that sounds really interesting. I have I have another question for you, which is basically that sure. if let's say now that you are accessing all this content and and you did mention one part right in the beginning is that it depends obviously on the phase of your life that you're in, in terms of how you curate the content. But to ensure relevance and the changing goals that you might have at work or in personal life, what do you think is important to you when you revise the criteria for the content that you consume? And uh, how do you go about it? All right. So I think when it comes to revising, thing will again depend on how much I have grown or evolved in a particular time frame that I need to choose at that point. So let's say if I have to develop something new in terms of a new skill, how much time do I have? And have I been able to learn it in that time duration? If not, then of course, I will have to change my strategy, change the kind of content that I'm curating and also change the sources, I think, you know, because if it mm. hasn't worked, then that means that I need to look at more sources. Just one place is not enough. And that is where I can probably get into a more specialized learning or do like a course if it is something that is more specialized that I'm looking at. And in terms of personal, I think, again, when it comes to something like what I'm currently going through, which is self-development, that is like an ongoing journey for life. And I think I have yeah. just sort of begun that journey now. Maybe unconsciously, you know, small little things I was doing all my life, but now I'm actually conscious about it. So I think it's been about three months since I must have started this self-development journey. Things that I have done are basically started using Instagram and started also sharing a lot of my personal growth with peers and my friends so that I you know wow. there's somewhere to, for me to keep a check on whether I'm actually doing what I set out to do so in fact mm -hmm. I remember at the beginning you know when I was going through all the mess that came along with just sitting at home I actually shared a lot with I remember I shared with you as well and also you know a lot of my other friends that this is what I think I need to do and I'm going to do it which is Go on the journey of self-development yeah. and you know they were like whenever we would catch up and we would check on each other uh, you know I could tell from my conversations with my friends that to the way that I reacted to certain things and the things that I'm telling people or sharing with people or just the fact that now I feel my friends have started coming up to me a lot more with the fact that they want advice so I, this is something that helps me realize that I must be doing something right yeah. So, so these kind of things, you know, like if I felt like it wasn't working for me, I would have probably changed the source of my content. Mm. But, but so far, so good. So let's see how that goes. Maybe I'll tell you in six months whether I need to change my content source and strategy or not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's beautiful what you said again, because as, as I was listening to you, I remembered a conversation that you and I had probably a month and a half back or so. And one of the things I think we spoke about is basically that I am conscious myself and I think you as well and about one is the content that I'm obviously taking in which is one mm. and the second part also is that the content that I am giving out to others yeah or helping others with so one of the key things that struck me is when I think of advising the content that I want to access or rethinking really the resources that I'm accessing is that Whatever I am learning, whatever I am being able to gain from, 
am i able to give that back to my friends and if i'm taking in content from others i would also want to give out relevant content to others which is helpful to them and i think once you you know like i would like to add that once you you take in a certain content great but it's only when you are you know relaying it out to somebody else or trying to you know maybe just articulate it to somebody else that's when you think i think you learn it even more or you understand yeah. it or you grasp it even more so i yeah. think that you know sharing and giving back is yes of course one aspect but if people are not thinking that way you know it is something that they should look at because it helps you eventually because you learn better if you share yes yeah so retention and relevance and being able to kind of reflect on this is that's going on in your head and how you want to proceed from there is again uh going to be all an outcome of the content that you are taking in so yes. uh, i i just love the fact that all three of them kind of come together so that that's that's great i mean um it's quite quite an insightful conversation so thank you so much tanisha for your time i look forward to talking to you again soon on another podcast absolutely same here looking forward to it so my biggest learning from my own experience and the chat with tanisha just now and late night chats with friends and mentors over the past 5 years have been this that the content you consume is in your hands curating the content can also be based on a number of things number 1 its relevance to your current interests for example your job or simply the phase of life that you are in as a mom as a professional as a business owner number 2 where you do you want your life or career or mindset to head towards the change that you desire in your life you want to learn a new skill change a habit explore a new aspect of your relationship or just simply build a positive mindset number 3 you can define the metrics to evaluate the content you are consuming and assess if you find it relevant and this is totally in your hands uh, please note that the metrics are totally yours and only you should determine what they are number 4 the minute you start feeling uncomfortable with what content you are consuming feel free to change and look at probably the resources or channels that you access it could be as simple as the movies you watch or curating who you follow on twitter the genre or topics that interest you can definitely change over time just like the music you listen to uh, be aware of this because it is a way of your mind telling you that it desires a change and is probably evolving and not just getting older or that's what i like to believe the other learning that i have had is that you should explore new resource channels every once in a while because people can are quite creative out there and are using different mediums to share and generating some really awesome content out there it could be offline or online like you know workshops online courses pin interest a coach or mentor or simply a vlog or a profile or channel on youtube twitter or soundcloud hope i am leaving you with something to think about this is tuhina signing out until next time thanks for listening in today all views shared by our podcast are personal and are not recommendations for any products or services mentioned they are also not associated with or recommendations made by clink or gravitate ventures private limited If you would like to share your thoughts on this podcast episode or have suggestions on what we could cover in future episodes please write in to us at connect@clink.work 
and as always hit the like button and subscribe to a clink in time channel so that we can continue bringing you the best and latest on work life topics via our time machine